Hi, I'm Paul, the Ripples Guy. Welcome to the Ripples Podcast, where we share quick splashes of inspiration and explore how even our smallest actions can have an ongoing impact on our lives, the people we connect with, and the whole world. Are you in? I hope you enjoy this episode, and I hope you enjoy today. Oh, wait, I did that and it was already recording. <laughs> Hello! I was supposed to do that before. Oh, good day to you. It's Paul the Ripples Guy coming to you live for the people who are with me on the Zoomy Zoom. You may be watching the video if you're seeing this on YouTube, not so live. And you might be listening to me on the Ripples podcast. And please know that however you are experiencing this, I'm so delighted um, to be connected to you right now. Um, for the folks who are watching live, we'll be dropping some links into the chat window. And um, for people who are watching the recording or listening, you should be able to find links in the show notes. I like to start with a centering. I'm going to take a couple deep breaths and I'm going to think the word here on the inhale. And now on the exhale, I'm going to do three of them. I invite you to do a few as well. Gets me all the way here. Um, our topic is gratitude. Get us ready for November. For those of you who are new to our Zoomy Zooms, you're probably familiar with the format of ripples, a pebble, a boulder, a ponder. A pebble there is just a short quote and a boulder is a longer quote and a ponder is a couple paragraphs I write. Well, here, a pebble is a resource that I'm going to share with you that I'm using in my work or in my life. The boulder is an activity that I'm using either personally or professionally. And then the ponder is the bulk of our content. And I wanted to choose a pebble that was related to uh, gratitude today. And I wanted to tell you quickly about the Grateful Living website, grateful.org. It is a website um, originally started by Brother David Steindl Rast, who a lot of people consider the grandfather of gratitude, writes a lot about gratitude. And I'm particularly inspired by a daily post that a daily email they send out. And I wanted to share with you a couple quotes, uh, given how hard the last few weeks and the last few months and the last few years have been, but particularly the last few weeks, that's all that's going on in our country and in the world. In times of turmoil and danger, gratitude helps to steady and ground us. It brings us into presence, and our full presence is perhaps the best offering we can make to our world. And the second quote, even a wounded world is still feeding us. Even a wounded world holds us, giving us moments of wonder and joy. I choose joy over despair, not because I have my head in the sand, but because joy is what the earth gives me daily, and I simply must return the gift. I'll quickly share those links um, here in the chat, and I put the quotes, and I also put a link to an article that I just read from the website that is just phenomenal. 
Um, I will tell you quickly too, I'm actually, they are doing a gratitude, a joy, a, a, a week of joy slash gratitude challenge in a couple weeks where they're going to be sending out emails every day with some prompts and reflections. And I've decided to jump on board with that. And I'll be sending an invitation link for if you, if people are interested in joining me and then maybe, I don't know, maybe we can do a zoomy zoom that's specifically about that. Um, Cause I'm intrigued. It's in a couple weeks. Let's keep moving though, to the boulder. This is an activity that I had been doing. I had pieced hobbled together from several activities that I used that I learned about and used in some of my presentations that I wanted to tell you briefly about. And it's the idea of when you're doing a chore, when you're about to do a thing, to use the prompt of imagining that it's if it's a if it's a routine behavior, imagine how your perspective might shift. It was if you were treating it as the first time you were experiencing it. Maybe you're going to a zoo that you go to all the time and you put on your hat. Imagine this is the first time. Let's try to see this with beginner's eyes or first time eyes. Or if it's something you've done a lot and you're finding yourself uh, treating it routine, imagine it's the last time. Uh, that you're going to experience it. And how might you experience a chore? Oh, I, I tried this on Tuesday morning uh, with my walk. And I just imagined that I was leaving the neighborhood and I was never going to return. And I ended up seeing some houses that I had never really noticed the fronts of before and experiencing it differently. And the third option is, if it is the first time you're doing something, to possibly challenge yourself to experience it as the only single time you're ever going to do it. So make sure you enjoy it. I will often use this when I'm in the Colorado Rockies trying out a new trail. I will assume this is the only time that I will ever be on this hike. And so especially at the peak of the hike, I spend as much time just in case it's the only time I'm ever going to be there. The ponder uh, deserves a lot of time and attention today. And we talked and, and that we, we used the title thoughtful thankfulness. And then the subtitle was upgrading your gratitude game. And as I combined the information and assembled it into the format, I decided to use the first half of the title for the first part of the information, thoughtful thankfulness. And there's seven questions that I'm going to try to briefly address. And then, the, then we're going to dive into the upgrading our gratitude game uh, in the second part. And I'm, I'm just excited about it all. Um, if you're a note taker, you're welcome to scribble notes. I am, um, for the people who registered on, on this, I'm, I'm going to try to come up with a way to share with you the PDF that or the document that I'm using for my notes, because I don't want you to have to try to grab all this and write it down. Uh, remember also, the, especially the audio in the form of the podcast episode is going to be there for you to, to re-experience it. So notice what hops up and don't necessarily try to capture all this. What is gratitude? Um, it's thankfulness. You know that. Uh, when we when I looked at a considerable amount of research that's been done lately, um, for about the last 20 years, there's been a lot of research around gratitude. They tend to look at gratitude as three different things. It's a feeling that you that you have or don't have. Um, and it's a character trait. And so it's something you are. Uh, um, and they found that people have different levels of gratitude. And like many other traits that they've studied about uh, in human humans, there tends to be a set point that people have of a certain trait. And there are things they can do um, 
consciously, mindfully, or, or things that happen to him that might up um, or down the level of that trait. But generally, without intervention, people kind of come back to their set point. Some people are naturally more grateful and some people are less, but even within wherever their set point is, there's things we can do to boost that up or down. And the third thing, it is it is something you do. They look at, at gratitude behaviors. And so things like telling somebody that, that you're grateful for them, thanking them for something, or writing down something that you're grateful for. So it's something um, that you feel, it's something that you are, and it's something that you do. And some of you know, that in some of my content uh, on mental health, I use this image. Uh, I have to be careful where I put it, put it as I hold it up to the screen so that it doesn't disappear. But if you can't see this easily, it's a little smiley face. And it says simply feeling better, thinking better, feeling better, doing better. And I use this graphic to talk about the fact that our feelings affect our thoughts and affect our behavior. And so I really, as we proceed through this content, I want you to know feelings of the three are the, the hardest, I think, for us to purpose, like force ourselves into doing something. Feelings sort of come and go and they pop up. And it's really, we're, I think there's things that we can do and things that we can think about that I think can, can cultivate the feeling of, of gratefulness, of gratitude in us. Um, anything else I want to say about what gratitude is? No, uh, what it isn't, it's not toxic positivity. It's not being thankful for everything all the time, no matter what, and putting a smile on your face. I love it. I love it. This is awesome. <laughs> not, not realistic, not useful, and it actually degrades gratitude. So it's not toxic po positivity. It's not an obligation. It needs to be something that you and, and others want to do, not have to do because as soon as it becomes a requirement it changes its flavor and i and i think it it makes it something not gratitude yeah. um and it's also i think not to be used as a weapon against yourself or others something that you try to force somebody to do or something you try to force yourself to do if i was a good person i would be grateful i'm sure you believe like me that gratitude is very helpful. It's pretty astonishing just how significantly helpful it is. And again, there's just tons of research. I'm going to be sharing with you several links um, that talk about different research. The two big things, individually, it promotes health. It has a huge impact on people's physical health, blood pressure dropping, uh, uh, their reaction to stress, um, there's tons of behavior uh, research that suggests that very small gratitude interventions over time do a fantastic job at promoting uh, physical health um, and emotional health. It has an impact on depression. It has an impact on anxiety and um, not in, necessarily in the short term. What's interesting, it's more in the medium and long term when people, and we're talking about weeks, not months and years of, of developing a a simple gratitude practice, uh, usually journaling, um, either making a list of things you're grateful for or um, picking one thing you're grateful for and writing a couple sentences about it. A lot of people have the lofty goal of a daily gratitude practice, which is great if you can keep it up, but a significant amount of the research looks at weekly gratitude prompts. And so I, I, I want to put that out there that 
just once a week writing a couple sentences and they found that writing out gratitude is different than punching it in a phone or typing it, writing out, handwriting out uh, uh, either a list of things you're grateful for, or I personally prefer one thing. What's something I'm grateful for? Let me write a couple sentences about why I'm grateful for it. I think that in, it engages our savoring. Gratitude um, can be unhelpful when it's used as a tool for manipulation. If you're trying to use it to avoid thinking or feeling something, if you've ever heard the term spiritual bypass, sometimes we try to center what we perceive as good or positive, and um, that can get in the way because if we're avoiding feeling something, it's still there. And so we don't want to use it um, as a mask or a concealer. I, I found myself starting a list of what gets in the way of gratitude. This wasn't necessarily something I, I overtly read in, in the research I was looking at, but I made this list as I was reading through articles. Busyness gets in the way. The busier we are, the less time we have to just act, you know, like happenstance upon things. And we don't, gratitude works best when we've got a little space to, to let it find us and, and per se, um, ego selfishness when, when we're scorekeeping, that's, that's my fear about gratitude prompts of make a list of five things is that we get so into that part of it. Um, and sometimes when we share gratitude and especially in social media, it comes off as humble bragging, or sometimes it is humble bragging. Look at me, look at me. And it's not that it completely ruins it, but I think it can, again, change the flavor of it. One of the most powerful things that I was not on my radar that gets in the way of gratitude is a sense of entitled, excuse me, the sense of entitlement. And there was this great quote from Mark Brooks that said, your capacity for gratitude is inversely proportional to your sense of entitlement. When we take things for granted, when we believe that we deserve things, we tend by the very nature of that to then be less grateful for them. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to think that you don't deserve the house that you live in in order to, to, to be grateful for it. But there's so many times where we are getting in our own way by taking things for granted. And then I think at the extreme feeling entitled to it, I will tell you, um, narcissism came up in a couple articles as something it, it's very hard for somebody who has a narcissistic personality dis, um, disorder to feel gratitude at all because they're so busy feeling like they deserve everything um, that they, they, they can't imagine not having it. How dare somebody not give this to me? Um, a few other things worth mentioning briefly, cynicism, obligation. You know, if you, ob if you feel obligated to do something, it gets in the way of gratitude. Um, envy, materialism, and anything that is, um, if, if you're trying to develop a habit or, or cultivate gratitude, just like with any habit, anything that makes it a step harder for you to do that, you know, like if you're, if you're wanting to start a gratitude journal, and you don't put the journal somewhere that it's really easy for you to see to remember that that creates a little barrier. A lot of the opposite of those things can make it easier 
to cultivate gratitude. Things like mindfulness. Every time we do a here now breath or any kind of mindfulness practice, it is going to create an easier entree into gratitude. Slowing down, actually building your schedule so it's got a little bit of extra room. You can afford to be late because you're you're scheduled to get there 10 minutes early. You're just more likely to notice the fall colors on, on the trees as you drive or walk to your destination. If you've got a second while you're in line for the thing that's on your way to your next thing, you can express a little extra gratitude to the person who's helping you, or maybe even find the manager to say, I've been coming here for years and I always get good service. Today was extra special. Um, if you can reinforce it, if you can reward yourself, pat yourself on the back or encourage, you know, reinforce behaviors in someone else that can help strengthen uh, gratitude practice. The word practice, actually thinking of gratitude as a skill. And with most skills, we need a little practice to get better. A few more things that I've thought of, uh, flexibility um, and being able to try new things and different things until you find what fits natural and also structure. So we're going to talk a little bit about in, in upgrading your gratitude practice that it might be that gratitude prompts help you. It might be certain habits. It might be something like a gratitude challenge, although there are pitfalls with those we're going to talk about. And then finally, patience, because when we're trying to add a new skill or enhance something in our lives, we're going to mess up. We're not going to do it like we imagine doing it. Our, our ability to dream and technicolor is those colors are so much clearer than what is available to us in our reality. And so sometimes we imagine how this thing is going to be amazing. And then when we do it, it doesn't sparkle like that. We think, oh, we messed up. I think some of you have heard me tell the story about my speaking in, in, in this last year. When I got back to in-person speaking, I had a significant change in my expectation because I realized that how I imagined getting back to in-person speaking was going to be this over-the-top magical experience. And it wasn't in some ways. You know, there was people in the back of the room that that were bored looking and, and people were talking and people are, and and I found myself lowering my expectations of how magical it was and it really increased my experience of it. The last question, how do we upgrade? Um, great question. Uncle Paul has, I'm very excited to, to share this next slide with you. So what came together, this is, content I've never assembled before. And I'm so excited that uh, last week, about 10 days ago, eight days ago, I stumbled upon this idea of creating these levels as a way to format what I wanted to share with you. So we're going to start with 101, getting started with gratitude, 201, getting better, 301, getting granular, getting small. 401 is going to be about getting stealthy, how to be a little bit on the down low with our gratitude. And then 501 is sophisticated. I'm going to share with you some, some ways to practice gratitude that you've probably never thought of as gratitude, be, excuse me, before. And then 601, this is graduate level gratitude. This is the hard stuff. This is where we're going to get rattled. We're going to talk about um, being thankful for hard things, being thankful for sad things, being thankful um, 
and thinking, spending time thinking about our death, because it turns out that's a, a very powerful way to think about gratitude. There's a good chance at some point you're going to become bored, listless, uncomfortable, maybe disagree with it. Just notice that. Maybe some of these levels aren't for you for now. Notice what really you have energy for. Notice what your your gets you tingling and excited and stuff that scares you. Maybe think about it a little bit because we need to get out of our comfort zone a little bit. But if it overwhelms you, I want you to mentally go la 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 la. Only do that out loud if you're muted. Because <laughs> otherwise that'll throw me a little bit. 101 getting started is so simple. Notice something you like, savor it. That seems easy. The speaking, a part of a part of getting started with our gratitude practice is not just seeing something, but saying something either to a person. Thank you for doing that for me. Um, I had a really amazing experience a few years ago. Um, I got to what was listed on the trail map in the Colorado Rockies near the Collegiates Mountains, if you're familiar with the Colorado Rockies. And I was hiking up to a saddle, which is different than hiking up to a mountaintop. It's sort of in between higher peaks. And my goal was there and I spied another spot to get up to. And one of the silly things when you're in the altitude and you're above the tree line is, oh, that's only about what, 20 steps? Oh no, it turns out that's a half a mile. And I got to this next spot and when I got there, I realized that wasn't the top of this thing. The actual top was a little bit farther. And when I got up there, I, I found a magnificent view, one of the highest views I had ever experienced. I wasn't on a 14er. Some of you know the legendary, I think there's 52 uh, peaks that are 14,000 feet or higher. I've never done one, don't need to do them because lots of people are trying to do them. So there's lots of people. I stick to 12 and 13ers. I was on this little 13er all by myself um, with my dog. Actually, I had my my little if you remember, Grendel was in my life then. And Grendel and I enjoyed over an hour on top of this um, amazing uh, summit. And then the clouds were coming and afternoon, the monsoon showers in July are common in Colorado. So when I see clouds, it's time to say goodbye. And I went to say goodbye to the mountains and I just had the urge to thank them. And I'd never done this before. So I, I looked at, I think it was Mount Princeton. Um, if you know, the collegiates was off to my left. And I just said, thank you. And I went to the next tall peak to say thank you to that peak. And I, I thought to myself, why am I not thanking the valley in between those two? And so I backed <laughs> up and I said, thank you to the valley. And then I started to go to the next peak. And I noticed, well, there was way off in the distance, there was a little grove of trees that was just really far away. And I was like, thank you, trees. Well, I went from this activity that I thought was going to take me maybe 10 seconds to standing on top of a mountain by myself, absolutely sobbing, overcome with gratitude. And I was thanking um, little stripes that I was seeing in the, in the, in the shape of on the side of a certain mountain. And I was, I was thanking the clouds and the sky and I was thanking whoever made all of this. And I was thanking me for being able to appreciate all of that. And I'll tell you, it's one of the most magical experiences I had in the mountain. I can picture it like it was yesterday. I got to take a friend um, the next year and, uh, it was it was 
it was pretty magnificent to show him this place. And it, I felt a different relationship to it. So anytime you can speak it out loud, I think that helps you savor it. And the other thing when you're getting started with gratitude is that prompts can help. When we say, hey, what's something for you you're grateful for? That can oftentimes freeze us up a little bit. And so finding questions, um, so I hope you remember getting an email from me yesterday with a reminder that had some prompts. No worries if you didn't respond, but those were an example of some prompts that I used. Who or what has made your life a little easier today? That's an easier access point than what are you grateful for? Um, who or what would you hate to lose right now? I'm um, in the in the notes. I'm going to be sharing some articles I found that were listed that that listed dozens of different gratitude prompts. But let me read a couple. Pick a random photo from from your collection of photos and write about why you're grateful for that memory. What's a failure or mistake in your life for which you're grateful? What are some beautiful moments that happened in the last week? So finding these prompts can help you get started. 101 becomes 201 when we say, how can we improve it? How can we make our gratitude um, a little more consistent, a little, a little stronger? And this is where documenting it, writing it down can make a difference. Some people like to get a journal or specifically a gratitude journal that has beautiful quotes in it or, or, or prompts in it. Uh, there are gratitude apps. There are a lot of meditation apps that actually include a gratitude log of some kind. Honestly, just opening a, a Word document or a Google Doc and, and, and having that be a place to store them can be a, a great leveling up of your gratitude practice. Using a reminder, if, if you know that I use the reminder app on my iPhone and my computer a lot, but even setting an alarm that instead of it just saying alarm, you can, most people don't, or not, I shouldn't say most people, a lot of people don't know, you can change the label and, and have it instead of say alarm or wake up, you can have it say, pick something to be grateful for and, and maybe set that for a daily occurrence at a certain time. Um, The next thing under getting better is about using models. And this is kind of like a, a form of a prompt, but I will give you an example of a model I use, a, a noun. What is a noun? It's a person, a place, or a thing. And I will often, when I'm trying to be creative and I'm having a hard time being specific with, with um, things, I'll say, okay, person, place, or thing. What's a person I'm grateful for? What's a place I'm grateful for? What's a thing, an object I'm grateful for? Another model that I use is the rainbow, Roy G. Biv. You know, my people love the rainbow. So what's something red that I like? What is something orange that I like? It becomes an, a, a variation. A few others, using eras from your life or the decades. What's something from graduate school? What's something from my college days? What's something about that house on Emerald Lane that I used to live in? Y using categories, the 80s, the 70s, you know, some some way to break up that creates a model that'll give you a sense of how to um, go around and think of things. Um, the last one that I use a lot is the senses. What's something that smells really good that I'm so glad that I get to smell every once in a while or regularly? What's a sight? You know, you any kind of model like that. A um, couple more things under getting better before we go to 301. 
using waiting, any to develop a habit, if you're waiting at a stoplight, if you're waiting in a line, if, oh my gosh, this app is taking forever to upload. If you can use waiting as a prompt to say, okay, while I'm waiting, what's something I'm really grateful for? What's something I can see right now? Oh, this little uh, construction cone um, was a gift from my clients in Spokane. I was hanging out with the state of Washington Department of Transportation, and they gave me this little construction cone that says WashDOT on it, and um, Jamie is determined that we use this the next time there's a spill in the house somewhere, but I, I'm grateful for that. Um, so waiting. And then the last thing I would say, a really significant way that you can get better with gratitude is to trust your initial impulse. And when you start getting doubt, like, oh, this is going to be corny if I say something to this person, or this is going to feel silly, is to to override that that second guessing and that thought and trust your initial instinct and and know that if it doesn't turn out like you want, if maybe that second instinct actually was helpful, that it's not going to kill you to find that out. And most of the time, it's our insecurity that tries to stop us. And I'll tell you one of the reasons this got long yet, uh, Tuesday is because I kept thinking of examples. But let me just tell you this really quickly. While I was in Spokane hanging out with WashDOT, I finished up my presentation in the early afternoon, and I knew that my body was on Eastern time zone and was going to fade early. So I um, took a quick shower, threw on some play clothes, and I walked over to the Chipotle, which was about a half a mile from the hotel. Perfect way for me to wind down, get rid of some of the excess energy. And as I was about, I crossed, I had to cross a busy street and then walk into the Chipotle parking lot. And a car was pulling in really fast and uh, not, I'm not in danger. Spoiler alert. I'm fine. This is not about an accident. Um, but the driver encountered an unfortunate situation. Whoever had just taken the trash out at the Chipotle hadn't latched the, the gate that closes the trash enclosure. And it was slowly swinging back open. And by the time he pulled in, he had to stop really quick to avoid hitting it. And then he couldn't get in. And he hops out of the car and he did not look happy. And it looked like he was possibly going to slam it shut. And I was feeling the urge to take care of him, to help him, to lighten the situation. And I just quickly yelled out. I was close enough. He could see me. And I go, that sucks that that just happened. And he kind of turned around a little startled. And he goes, ah, such is life. And I was, I was so proud of him. And I don't know if my comment helped generate that or if I had misread the scene and he actually wasn't initially frustrated. I don't know. But I know that I was so moved by the situation. And it, it was especially moving because I only know one person that regularly used the phrase, ah, such is life. And that was my grandma Wesselman. And so when I heard it, it was instant memories of my awesome, wonderful grandma that I haven't seen in years and years and years. And so I walked into the Chipotle high as a kite, just feeling like the world could not get any better. And I, I order my salad and that, you know, I'm, I'm done. They've got my salad made and I'm, I'm getting ready to pay. And I turn around and who's in line behind me, but this guy as covered with tattoos as, as when I saw him get out of the car, 
I I've never seen so many tattoos on somebody's arm um, and, and yeah. neck and face. And uh, with his girlfriend who I think had just about as many as tattoos. <laughs> and I had told a, a story about myself based on what he looked like, that he was a gruff guy and, you know, rah, rah, rah. And there he was. And I had this really strong urge to do something for him, to thank him. And it seemed dorky. I will tell you, internalized homophobia runs deep. I literally had the thought, oh, that's too gay. And I was like, oh, note to self, work on that. And <laughs> I just, I turned back to the to the cashier and he said whatever the total was. And I said, how easy is it to, to add a gift card? And he goes, oh, it takes just a second. What, how much do you want on it? And I said, $25. And this is where it's just so cool. He, he rings me out. I tap my card. Gosh, those credit card tapping is getting so fast. And he goes, I hope you enjoy your lunch. And I hope whoever's getting this gift card enjoys theirs too. And I said, as a matter of fact, the person getting it is this person. And so I turned to him and he's looking because he's like getting ready to pay. And I go, you're the guy who just said such is life, right? And he goes, yeah. And I said, that was awesome. And the world is so crappy right now. And there's so many things going wrong. And you had every right to be annoyed at that. And you just completely decided that it wasn't that big of a deal. And that gave me hope for the world. And then I, and then I choked and the tears came and I said, and you reminded me <laughs> of my grandma who used to say that. And I don't know who this guy is. And I don't know how he normally reacts to 55 year old gay men giving him a present. But you know what he said? That is so cool. Thank you. And he took it. And I had to turn around immediately and go get my drink because I was, ah, I was a mess. And so I just decided that was it. And I sat down and I was loving every second of my salad. And I was, I was so proud of myself for, for having followed through on the impulse. I was so proud. I was so grateful for the, the cashier for the way he said it, because it really opened me up to say, as a matter of fact, the person getting it is here. And then I was so grateful for this guy, for the original act, for how he responded. He and his girlfriend or he and his this gal he's with are getting their drinks and they're heading out the door. And he turns around and comes back over to me and he goes, really, you have no idea how great that was. Thank you so much. I know. Yeah. And I, I think that story, I, I, I had an impulse to make a, a, a video, one of my pep talk videos that I haven't made in a while. And I just couldn't because I couldn't find a way to make it where I didn't feel like it wouldn't be a, at least a little bit humble braggy or proceed that way. And it also felt a little sacred. And it wasn't until I was putting the finishing touch on these notes and I got the override your impulse. And I'm like, I know who I can share this with my peeps. Um, and 301 so that we're not here till midnight. <laughs> after we get started and after we get better, the next challenge I present for us is to get granular, to see how we can make our gratitude small and how hard that can be sometimes. For example, a prompt I thought of is, what if you wake up tomorrow and decide that your goal is to be grateful 100 times in that day? And you're not going to count. It's just to see if you can get to the end of the day, fairly sure you've been grateful 100 things. I thought of this because it would get you out of the mode of thinking, what's the most, what's the thing I can be most grateful for? Screw it. We don't have time for that. We got to get to a hundred. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for, 
for this thing. Um, I did a I did an activity. Um, another idea was to spend five minutes being grateful. And I was on a particularly dry stretch of interstate in North western indiana on my way home from wisconsin last week and i was thinking about this presentation i had already gotten this this uh, outline done and i was trying to think of like some more examples of of granular gratitude prompts and i just decided to set my timer for five minutes and i was going to see how many things that i could see in my car that i'm grateful for garmin the the my gps system the technology and then I thought about somebody had to create this machine. Somebody had to get the satellites up there. Um, my windshield wipers, not just because they work, but somebody also figured out how to do that variable timing so that I could get them really, really occasional. And it was so perfect. Um, everything on the dashboard, someone created them. Someone thought about where to put them. And I thought, you know, I'm naturally, somebody spent time thinking this is more important. Let's put it here. Thank you to that person. Pandora Radio. I was listening to a station that I recently found and loved, and I wasn't listening to my Sirius XM, but I still love listening to Sirius. Just found a, a station called Chill that has been really fun to listen to. Me loves my ways. It tells me where I go, and it whispers when I might want to make sure that I'm going the right speed. Um, the right-hand mirror. I'm especially grateful for that. I mean, I like my left-hand mirror, but let me tell you, the first car, the first new car I ever bought in 1989 for $7,200 was a brand new uh, Civic hatchback, uh, Honda Civic uh, manual because standard, yeah. because automatic was a thousand dollars extra, um, and the right-hand mirror was a hundred and thirty-seven dollars and fifty cents option that I chose mm -hmm. not to get because. That was 137 extra dollars I was going to have to pay. <laughs> and I got I got one like two years later because it turns out they're really helpful. Um, so I I'll tell you, I'm always uh, thankful for that. Um, the seat warmer that I had left on and it turned out was a good thing because it was a gloomy, cold day. The electronic locks, the rear view mirror that that has a garage door open on it because then i knew when i get home i just have to touch that button the moonroof in my subaru forester 2015 is so awesome and get this i had been using it for four years when my friend laney for that i went to grad school with was in the car with me and she and i had we had the moonroof open and she has the same subaru forester and she goes don't you love it that you can open it even farther and I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, oh, hit the button again. Shut up right now. It turns out that when the automatic opener of the 2015 Subaru Forester opens it 80% of the way, which is plenty for what most people need. But when you want it all the way open, you hit the button again. Shut the front door. I had a freaking convertible. Like it was way, like it was even far out open. It was so awesome. And I love that. And by the way, I was I was upset at myself that well, those were wasted years. That was my first reaction. I'll tell you, I saved myself thirty, forty thousand dollars from having to buy a new car because I that that feature is newer to me still, even though she told me about it over <laughs> a year ago. Um, my oil change sticker I noticed because it tells me when it's time to change the oil. The here now sticker that's right above the oil change sticker that I've told my. Um, the guy who changes my oil a couple times about, ooh, I treated myself also because I'm trying to not buy a new car. 
I treated myself to the very expensive WeatherTech, what do you call them? Those things. And they're amazing. Made in America. Freaking awesome. Love them to piece them. What are they called? Floor mats. Uh, Sorry, I had to find that word. I was also thankful for my Diet Coke, Burt's Bees, the Illinois Tollway Transponster, the temperature controls, the AC. Oh, and the cameras that help me know when I'm not in my lane that are tucked under. And there's a purple duck that I got from the Sugar and Spice restaurant here in Cincinnati. <laughs> did I have to read that list to you? Did I did I extend the length of this presentation? I did. I did. But I'm telling you, try that. Try that and see if you do not feel more grateful. Um, and the last thing under getting granular is if you're thankful for someone, hey, EC, thank you. She takes it. She's fine. But when I say, Elizabeth, you volunteer to come on here and also be co-host to help us deal with people who are making noise and you've helped me with this technology and you send me emails to let me know when something's not right. I really appreciate that. When you get specific, when you get granular, it means more to the person that you're thinking. The more specific you can get about your situation, it helps you appreciate a little bit more. Soon it will time to graduate from 301, get granular, to 401, get stealthy. And at 530, when we're still talking about this, we'll get to 601. (laughs) Um, Getting stealthy. I had a scoutmaster who said, do a good turn daily. That all Boy Scouts learned that um, phrase. For my scoutmaster, he put us um, a twist on it that it only counts as a good turn if you don't get credit for it. It's okay if someone thanks you, but if someone pays you or if you're if it if it caused like earning a merit badge at doing something, that's not that's not your good turn. And applying that to gratitude, not all the time. It doesn't have to be this all the time, but I think it can be really fun to try to be stealthy, to try to be sneaky, to sneak in gratitude, um, being anonymous, try try it out, try spreading thanks without getting any credit or without somebody knowing that it was you and see how it feels. Being subtle about your gratitude also. I think especially for people who do online gratitude challenges, if you want to be grateful for something every day in November, I promise you by the third or fourth day, People are not going to see them as often because they're going to start feeling repetitive to them and the algorithm's going to shoot it out. But also, it's going to feel more like a thing. If you want to do a gratitude challenge, be grateful for something, but use different words. Don't make it so that people won't necessarily immediately recognize it. Oh, I just had this ice cream. It was so delicious. You know, that that can be one form of gratitude that you're not using the words. I tried this out. I wrote down on my list using the prompts that we talked about earlier as conversation starters. Use them as an icebreaker at a staff meeting. I literally, when I put this on the list, I put down the list. I took one of the prompts that I sent you all and I texted my buddy Scott um, that I recently reconnected with thanks to a Facebook post about old friends um, that I haven't talked to since we were uh, first year students in college. We went to high school together. And I said, hey, when you have a second, who or what has made your life a little easier today? Um, and then I actually put, or, or who is somebody, who or what has made your life more fun lately? If you have a second, the next couple hours, shoot me a response. No worries if you're busy. 
three minutes later, I had this long ass text from Scott that he went, he, he like stopped what he was working. He was working on building something. He creates magical, beautiful things for people. And he savored, um, a person in his life and also um, talked about some, some things that, that are fun in his life as well. Um, playing a game. I, I, I came up with this w- weird type of game. If you don't speak gratitude for a thing, at least once a quarter, let's say, or once a month, it disappears from your life. Imagine that if you never expressed gratitude for your shower, your shower would go away. And you don't have to do it every time you get in the shower, but just once every so often. I, I, I don't even think it needs to be specific, like every so often. And if it disappears, it starts fading first. It doesn't completely disappear. And if you play this game a while, as I did for a while, I will tell you, suddenly I need to be thankful for the, for the clock. Oh, and the Burt's Bees and that book. I love that book. Thankful for my printer. You find yourself discovering, I got a whole lot to be thankful for. And then finally, under get stealthy, this is a subtle thing. Think of a chore. Think of a thing that you have to do right now. And just change I have to to I get to. I get to do that. I get to do my taxes. I get to take the trash out. Because I'll tell you, it's still a chore. I'm not asking you to pretend it's not a chore. But you'll notice that there is a way that you can be grateful that that you make enough money that you have to pay taxes, that you are helping pave the roads, that you are providing services to people who need them, that you even if you don't. Um, changing I have to to I get to. We're doing pretty good. We're getting to 501 and 601. We're going to finish before midnight. I'm sure of it. 501, hear me out. These are strange. These are wacky. I have been doing some of these, and I thought of some more as I thought about how to get sophisticated. This is really advanced gratitude. What if you went through your receipts? As a business person, I have to keep an envelope with receipts in it. Maybe you have an email uh, folder where you store all your receipts. Go through there and be grateful. Look at the things and say, oh, I'm so glad I have that. Oh, I'm so glad that. Go to your Amazon orders page. And take a look at all the stuff you bought and then like promise yourself you're going to order less off Amazon or whatever. But, but use that as a gratitude list. This I have done. I wish everyone would do this activity. It'll change your life and your insurance agent will love you. Once a year, pick a date like the anniversary of when you bought your house. Not an anniversary that's filled with things that you have to do, but an, a weird anniversary. Um, anniversary of when I bought my condo at Thrall, May, I think it was 15th, 12th or 15th. It was on my calendar. I would grab my phone and I would go around and do, and, and do an inventory. I would go through every room. I would look at everything on the wall, everything on the shelf. I would open every drawer. This is an insurance inventory that they tell you if you do once a year or every few years, in the very unlikely event that you lose a lot of your belongings, you are going to, your insurance agent's going to appreciate it, but you are going to thank you because they, if you want to get reimbursed for something, you got to say seven pairs of pants, da, 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 da. And you can then have this thing that's up in the cloud somewhere or that you text to somebody so they've got a copy. 
And it's an amazing gratitude activity. Don't believe me, try it. The last two sophisticated ways, one is to pay for your support or appreciation. A lot of news apps, a lot, sorry, a lot of news that we get, we assume, we take it for granted. We think we're entitled to it. And we stopped paying for news the way we used to, and that's watching ads on the evening news or paying for a subscription. And we still want it to be free. A way you can express gratitude is actually to pay for the paid version of an app that you use a lot. Actually pay for the ad-free version. Um, for those of you who said you expressed interest in becoming a Patreon peep, think about becoming a Patreon peep. Think about, um, I, I, I pay for Guardian, Washington Post, Atlantic, and one other news. I don't pay the most expensive thing. I pay, um, I think, between 20 and 30 bucks a year for, for those. They have things that get, unlock everything for me that are, that are fairly low prices. And then ABC News, I, I go to their website, NBC News. I don't pay for those. But I try to pay for some news. I try to pay for some things that I think are, that I appreciate, that I'm glad. And the last 501 thing, yes, grateful for NPR, somebody wrote. Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the last sophisticated, the last one under 501 was to take the time to fill out online reviews, comment cards, and even when you tip receipts and use those as gratitude prompts. I'm, I write trip advisor reviews. I will tell you I'm of the opinion for myself. I don't tell other people this. For me, if if there's a really good experience, I want other people to know about it. I want the business to get rewarded. I want more people to come find them. If it's bad, I tend to ask for the manager's card and I send him an email. I've made two exceptions. If you go find the Ripples guys at TripAdvisor reviews, you'll find like 50 or 60 positive reviews and a couple where I thought you needed to know this was horrible. But filling out those emails when you get them, most of the time we delete them. I get it. But when Qdoba, Chipotle, um, Delta Airlines, you know, when they when they sent to Hilton, I, I always do the Hilton ones. I like being a diamond member with Hilton. I appreciate that they listen to me. I take the time and I will try to be specific. If you remember a person's name and you use it in an online review, they often get money. They often get rewarded in some specific ways. And so do it because it's the right thing to do. Do it because it feels good. It's gratitude. And if you need to go because you have another meeting or it's time to brush your teeth and go to bed, I completely understand. But let me tell you, it is time for 601, the hard stuff. Um, a good example of high level at, uh, gratitude is the activity I told you about in the boulder. Practicing saying, this is the first time I'm going to do it, or this is the last time I'm going to do it. This is the only time I'm going to do it. This is advanced because it can also bring up feelings of grief. When I went for my walk and I decided to pretend it was the last time I was going to live in the, or I was going to be in this neighborhood to do this walk, subscribing to favorite YouTube channels, awesome, awesome idea as well. Um, that because even just your subscription counts. Thank you, Terry. But I'll tell you what happened when I started thinking about this is my last walk. It, it was just such a short hop to think, like, what if it was because I died tonight? And it and it and it's like, oh my god, I'm not ready. Oh, I I don't know if I Jamie has all the passwords. So like like I went to this weird place. But I think that's okay. And we're going to talk about thinking about your death in a second. 
being grateful for unpleasant experiences. Hear me out. This is very hard. And it's not for every single bad thing that happens to you. And it's not for everyone to do. But there is a great article I'm going to share a link with that talks about just how powerful it is. If you have listened to Anderson Cooper's podcast about death when he was trying to deal with his mom's death and his first guest or one of his first guests was Stephen Colbert. They both lost their dads at age nine or 10. And to hear Stephen Colbert talk about being grateful for hard things happening is just, you just got to Google it and find it. It's amazing. And I will tell you a good example, you know, the pandemic. I don't say this in public spaces lightly because the pandemic was so devastating for so many people. It was very hard on my business. It had a huge impact on how I do my work and still to this day it does. And Patreon, this program would not exist. I had never done a virtual uh, presentation before. Um, the stickers, we have given away 8,000. We got these stickers to people. And I cannot tell you how much joy that brings me. Curious hearts, uh, sorry, curious minds, open hearts, and calm spirits while we nurture our health. That little sticker we invented in March of 2020 became resilience content that I was able to do Zoomy Zooms with for thousands of people in the second half of 2020 and all of 2021 and really the first half of 2022. That was 80% of the content that people wanted from me. People are struggling. That's perfect. Do that. And I'm still, it's still a part of some of the presentations that I'm giving to this day. I hate the pandemic. I hope we never have another one. Every time I write about it in an email, I always say stupid pandemic. And I'm grateful for so many things that came out of the pandemic. The third um, of four things that I'll share with you, this again is hard and it's weird. Try it out sometimes. When something happens and you're not yet sure how you want to respond to it, like you just get fired or some big thing happens and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? And before you decide this is terrible, this is good, try this. Just say out loud, thank you. Not because that has to be your first reaction or your only reaction or the last reaction, but just try it sometimes. I have a, some of you know, I have some issues with the parking lot, playground next door. Sometimes there's basketball players. Sometimes there's this noise. Ah! And I tried this a couple of times, the last couple of times noise. I said, thank you. And what's interesting is it's a prompt to open up. The part of me goes, what am I thinking? What, why am I thankful for that? And I often would come up, oh, it, you know what? The last hour has been really, really quiet. I didn't notice that very much. I should have spent more time savoring that. Oh, it does stink that I'm going to have this extra paperwork to fill out. Oh, but it's so that I can get paid from a group that I got to fire them up. Finding the gratitude. Sometimes we need to push it to receive it. And then the last thing is spending time contemplating death is one of the most powerful ways to cultivate gratitude, high levels of gratitude, is to is for to ponder that you're going to die, to, to ponder that other people are going to die. We've talked in some other sessions about how there are people in the world who um, 
whose culture encourages or expects them to think about death either for five minutes a day or five times a day as a standard. And that's considered just part of the culture. And I will tell you, when I read about that, I had, we talked about an app a few years ago in, in the Zoomy Zoom called We Croak that, that randomly sends quotes relating to death um, five times a day to, 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 as notifications on your phone. And um, it really did an interesting number. Finally, I got to the point where the, the quotes were repeating and it wasn't valuable to me anymore. But I tell you, I think about death. I do it every day. And it is hard some days. It is scary some days and it's sublime sometimes. The hour that we have spent together is about to die. It is, it is, it is almost done. And I want to thank the people who are listening and watching the recording. And I really want to thank the people who are here with me live. The Patreon peeps are paying for Every single penny that gets spent on sending ripples out on the daily splash on all the ripply things I do, stickers, postcards, and they cover the cost of my health insurance. The guests that joined us today helped fill the room. I like an audience. And when I get 30 to 50 people in a group, it brings out more Paul energy. And I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> um, and I'm going to say goodbye here. I don't want people to leave just yet. If you're watching and listening, Check out the links. Make sure you're spending time with us every week in the Ripples. And if you want to join Patreon peeps, Google Ripples Guy Patreon and find my page. We'd love to join you. For now, goodbye. <laughs>